This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle and certainly Tony Shore. And we've got a good topic today. We're going to be tackling the excitement. Tony, get excited. I'm excited. Ready to tackle. Oh, it's full tackle today. Not just We're tackling it. We're tackling the the highlight, the excitement of student debt. Student loans. Ouch. Yeah, that's a hot topic right now. Well, it's kind of an interesting topic because you always say that out loud and you think it's just talking about, you know, a bunch of young folk coming fresh out of college. And actually one of the the, the biggest growing populations of people getting student loans is like over the age of 50. So it really does impact a lot of people. Yeah, it can impact. You know, I read that too, that a lot of uh, older people and people who are qualified as seniors have student sure. loan debt. Well, Either going that they co-signed on or for themselves, going like you said, going back to school. <sighs> well, I do come across a lot of that mama, papa re-signing stuff. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that one that one never sits quite right with me. Look, if you got pockets full of money, then so be it. But unfortunately, most people that walk in that have signed on their kids' student loans are not the ones that will say should be doing that and don't have the resources to, you know, have a balance there. And that's a little scary to me because, you know, uh, the funny thing about the young folk in this society is, is they have their whole life ahead of them. They have the ability to work hard. They have their health. They have their faculties. They have their, their ability to get out there and figure it out. But if you don't have all of those things yourself because you're retired and you're sick and all this kind of stuff, you know, at what point, if your kids can't take care of themselves, who's ever going to take care of you? You know, so you got to sometimes let the wings come out and let them fly. But, you know, <laughs> who am I? Who am I? I'm obviously an unemotional jerk who doesn't care about the love of children. Oh, no, that's and, not true. That's not true. What you're saying is it's like in the airplane when they say, you know, in case of emergency and the oxygen mask drop down, put on your own mask before you put on your child's. And you'd think, well, wait, isn't that selfish? No, you need to be around to help your children. Right. And it's yeah. the same way with retirement. If you're broke, if you spend all your retirement savings as you get older, uh, mm-hmm. you need to spend less and less on your children, especially your adult children, right. because you need that money to be saving up and earning interest to fund your retirement because you're not going to be able to work forever. And when you stop working, uh, is your, you know, are your kids that you helped with their student loans, are they going to be able to support you at that time? You don't want to burden them with that. So right. it's better to let them take on their student loan debt if that's what they have to do than you pulling from your retirement funds to do so. Right. Yeah, is that exactly. what you're saying? No, I, I, no, I think you totally nailed it. And, and right now with the lack of pension and the lack of savings in society and dealing with this baby boomer that they call the sandwich generation where they're dealing with their adult children and they're dealing with their parents, you know, you're in a tight spot. You know, you really need to be conscious about every dollar that you have to play with. 
And you know, I, I, I just don't, gosh, I've got four children. I love my kids. I will do everything I can to take care of them. But the one thing that I cannot do is destroy my wife's ability to take care of herself. You know, if something happened to me, right. Um, because I was so focused on making sure that the kids did not have to be responsible for themselves, especially in their twenties and early thirties, when these people are supposed to be kind of the sink or swim attitude here, we got to get moving. We got to be motivated. We got to get things done and student loans. They're an interesting one. And I have to admit, I, I, I look at it in a lot of different ways, Tony. I think what's funny or obvious is with politics over the next 12 months, 2020 might be a very big year for people's student loans, right? Things are changing possibly. And if they're not changing, there's certainly a lot of talk about it. And so here's kind of the thing. Number one, Tony, any idea what the average amount of student debt a college graduate has these days that everybody's talking about? What's the average? Mm, 50,000, a hundred thousand, 30. 30,000. Still a lot. Yeah. Ah, okay. So here's the statistic. And I see this all the time. I hear the, we're not going to say names, but everybody knows the names, but everyone running for president keeps saying oh, it's 30,000 of average debt. And you know what? In the nineties, it was only 10,000 of average debt and therefore things are bad. Now, you know, what's funny about that. Uh, Cause once again, everything to me is, is just a, a silly number and a statistic. So today, the average college graduate has $30,000 in student loans, whereas in the 90s, the average college graduate had 10000 Okay. Sounds like it's going up, right? Right. Uh, any idea where the federal government is trying to push uh, minimum wage to, Tony? You heard minimum that wage. Uh, that's uh, high The whip cracks. Uh, right. The uh, minimum wage, I believe, they're trying to set it at fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, fifteen bucks an hour. Okay, fair enough. Any idea what the national minimum wage was in nineteen ninety? Uh, in nineteen ninety, the minimum. Come on, wage, go back. Come on, this is you were like in preschool. Five, or something. Yeah. Uh, six dollars, okay, five fifty. Three dollars and eighty cents. What? In nineteen ninety. Yo, brother, that was 30 years ago in the good old times. Remember, there was a time in this country, Tony, where minimum wage was not supposed to be a working wage. That has now changed. But yeah, in the good old days, the national average 1990s, Google it, power of Google, $3.80. And so we fast forward those 30 years and yeah, we see that, um, you know, student loans is you know, three times larger on average than it was 30 years ago. But also the minimum wage in a lot of these states, you know, in California and all over the place is, is 15 bucks. It's significantly higher than it was there too. Anyone ever heard of the concept of inflation, right? So oh, yeah. is 30,000 really this catastrophic number as it was compared in the 90s? Not really. You want to think about something else very interesting. How many of those young folk that have student loans do you see out driving fancy, spancy new cars? Like if you looked at your window at your at the lot where you work, Tony, do you see a lot of at least newer model cars? I see. I definitely see some. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think in 2018 was the nation's average sales price for a vehicle? Uh, probably $25,000. Well, you're bad with your math today, man. We're going to have to tune into Tokyo here. <laughs> I was told there would be um, no math. 
the in 2018 national auto sell price the average price to purchase a vehicle that all people paid so that's you know cheap cars oh, and expensive okay. cars 35 grand sure but but when you look at that and you say well wait a second you know people are 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 talking about this $30,000 student debt the thing that gave them an education got him a job got him to the next level lifted him out of poverty as this horrific thing and then everybody will run out and buy a $35,000 liability no big deal no debates no questions because they want to drive a fancy new whip and show their friends that they got the sport package I mean isn't there like some major disconnect here on the the value of a dollar how come everybody will drive a $30,000 car and pay it off in five six years or not they'll lease it and turn it back in you know but when you got 30 grand of student loans, the the end is near. It is all over. I don't know, man. Something, something uh, for me, I have trouble with the smell test on this one. Yeah, well, I think that it there are different situations out there, though. To play devil's advocate, sure. I happen to know some people, uh, you know, getting out of school with $100,000 in debt. And that is a problem. Absolutely. And that is I know, a problem. I know people with a half a million. Yeah. And that is a problem when they when they go out there and they get a job paying fifty thousand a year. Right. You cannot pay off. I mean, it's gonna be hard to pay off a hundred thousand dollars when you're only making fifty thousand a year. But doesn't it all start back at the beginning, Tony, of saying, well, wait, what kind of job were you going well, sure, for? What was the education? Yeah, and that's Does what we're doing with our spending kids. This much, I mean, yeah. this much money? Why didn't you go to community college? I mean, yep. I know somebody who has a half a million dollars in student loans because they wanted to go to USC to get their dental degree. Oh, boy. Now, you know, what's funny about that is their dad was a dentist for 35 years, and the dad was going to give the kid the dental practice if the kid got his dental degree. So the kid could have gone to Bob's dental school in Tijuana. I guess, you know, maybe been called something different, um, you know, and spent 10 grand and he'd have the same end result. So was the fanciness of getting the big grand USC thing? Was that, was that worth it? Did you accomplish, you know, I, I think a lot of it goes back to personal accountability. Yeah. You know, and let's be fair. Oh, I, sure. I and, and parents influence too. Like we really encouraged our kids. Hey, these are the fields that uh, pay well. Uh, and, you know, the healthcare field pays, you know, right. is going to have decent jobs that start at decent rates. And there's a need. You got to look at, you know, what career fields there's going to be a need for too. If you, you know, I have a nephew that graduated. I know, you know, people who graduate from, you know, uh, college with, philosophy degree or an yeah. art degree uh, and you know they're paying up to 60 grand a year to go to college and then when they get out with a degree in philosophy or art where are you going to get a job that you can pay that off no and i get it but but where's the personal accountability for that you're the one that decided to go in that path you're the one that decided to take out all that debt to accomplish that and then you get to just pull out the just kidding card out of your wallet and wave it and say oh ha 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 party foul. I, I, I that, that drives me nuts, man. Well, you know? yeah, true, but I mean it's still I you know, I still think there's uh problems with debt in this country and student loan debt. Of course. And I think there are of things course. that need to be done. A lot of uh government uh, you know, the official student loans that people get, the federally backed mm -hmm. student loans, 
sure. they need to be able to negotiate r- uh, rates or re you know they need to be able to refinance those loans and right now the laws in, in a lot for a lot of the loans you can't refinance them yeah so if the rates well, drop like they have you're stuck yeah, no, that's so, true. I yeah. and I agree with that. I so mean, there there's are a couple problems. Things. There are things that do need to be fixed about student loans. I, I mean, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, I know. I, I was kind of that was for like part two of the show. Uh, part one of the show was the <laughs> the the inception of the baby before we throw it out. Well, right, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. The, the did pers- having the baby make sense from the get go? Re- yeah, take responsibility. <laughs> Don't go into a career field that. Uh, when you get out, you're not going to be able to afford to pay for your schooling. I mean, yeah, that's or a pretty you, simple, simple. Or formula. if you don't want to pay for it, you know, be a proud American. Go join the military. You know, yeah. Jeez, go serve the country for a couple years. You know, be a patriot of sorts. And mysteriously, you get all your college paid for. You know, when you're in the military, you can go to I had a good example. I have another friend from high school that also wanted to be a dentist. He became some fancy dental surgeon, like a they call it like a periodontist or something i don't know not a dentist uh-huh. and so he was in the military he went to eight in the air force he did eight years all the schooling that he needed to accomplish this degree and then he served for like three more years so you know the better part of 10 years but the majority of it was really going to school like you would have to get this degree anyways he serves for a couple years he gets out completely debt-free didn't have any college expenses. The military covered the whole thing. It was a safe, secure thing because he's just in dental school the whole time, working on a base, no big deal. And now he's out making more money than all of us combined. You know, I mean, talk about how cool that is. If you want to be a airline pilot or an anesthesiologist or one of these things that, you know, is hard to do privately, go join the military. But nobody likes that idea. Now, there's something... Oh, some people, I think a lot of people do that though. I mean, uh, that, that does make sense because then you can get your, a lot of your schooling anyway, or at least a portion of it paid for. Right. But you know, there's a funny statistic to that, Tony, and I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I'll try to find it, but there's a statistic about what percentage of military people use their GI bill and it is extremely low. And that's why the military offers so much college uh, you know, paid for kind of a thing because they know the majority won't even use it if they go in. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things, but go take advantage of it. I mean, heck, that's what I did. It was awesome. Yeah. So I think that's great. So if you don't have a proper retirement income plan, if you don't know where your retirement income plan comes from, how to maximize social security pensions, you don't understand your tax liability. You don't have your estate planning in good order. You don't understand how to pull money from your investments. You need a written retirement income plan to be comfortable in retirement. This type of a document will help you make decisions with should you help your children with paying off student loans and things like that. Give me a call. 805-500-7035. 805-500-7035. You can always visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. But but reach out to us. Anyways, we're talking about student debt. Tony's all fired up. Oh man, I'm trying to keep him under control here. <laughs> um, we're gonna have to pull out the the wiffle ball bats here soon if I'm not careful. Sure. And uh, the party continues. Okay, so there's some kind of thingy majiggy out there in the world of politics. It's called the Higher Education Act. Uh, what is it? It controls the shape and scope of federal student aid. There you go. 
And so Here I, I guess go. this is something that's supposed to be updated, they say, every couple years, every four or five years. Um, however, it's been a decade since it's been updated. This is the document that really gets into what you were saying, Tony. You know, how and why do you refinance debt? Even one of the big ticket items that's discussed in it is student loan debt cannot, you can't get out of it with a bankruptcy. You can't get it, you know, abolished and removed from your record. You're always married to it. And the politicians are starting to say, well, why is that? How come, how is this debt different than a credit card or a mortgage or something else that you can get out of in bankruptcy? You know, if you will say made bad decisions and you were upside down financially or you didn't make bad decisions, but you were upside down financially. And so they're talking about amending the higher education act to start addressing some of these really current world issues. So that'll be interesting to see how that takes shape. Well, yeah, it, cool. it is. And I know there's been a lot of different laws proposed to try to reformat the structure of federal aid right. for students. Uh, and, yeah. you know, there's a lot of proposals on the table, some good, some bad. Uh, but it's one of those right. things. Every Everybody agrees that it, it should, there's problems with it uh, or pretty much agrees that, there, you know, there's things that can be fixed, but nobody agrees on how to do it. It's just like, immigration we all agree that there are issues with immigration uh but sure. uh, but uh, you know agreeing uh then then people usually take sides and can't agree on how to fix it especially our politicians oh yeah well but that's the tough thing right now see right now all the politicians are talking about is not really hardly fixing the system all they talk about right now is forgiving current debt. And, and you know, that's true. But this is counsel I give people all the time with financial planning. If I help someone get out of credit card debt, it's not about necessarily just getting out of the credit card debt. It's about the how do we keep this from happening again? You know, just because we do this clean sweep and we pay off $1.6 trillion of outstanding student loans, boom. Well, what stops it from in two years building back up again? You know, what about the next wave of people taking out loans? And so I don't think there's enough of a big enough conversation going on that's addressing what even got us here and what's going to keep us from getting here again. So just us solely focusing on paying off student debt, heck, man, what a fancy uh, presidential campaign promise. But I don't think that that necessarily fixes the problem. I don't yeah. know. Does yeah, it? It, it, uh, it really, you know, it, it does it, it. Yeah, it's like a Band-Aid on... Fixes some people's problems. I yeah, guess, it's but, a it's a band aid. It's, it's not a permanent fix. You know, it's like getting a right. band aid instead of stitches. You know, well, with financial things, you have to sometimes change the way you think, and that's the problem. Is is the, you know, bailing everybody out of student loans? Yes, would be nice. It would be happy and fun, but it doesn't fix the problem. And that's really hopefully maybe that Higher Education Act and things like that. Hopefully that's what the focus will be is, you know, how do you, you know, is there a way to restructure the the cost of education or the way that people take loans or, you know, I don't know what, unfortunately this ain't my total wheelhouse. The side where I'm really focused, Tony, is on the, how do my clients deal with this stuff, especially when they have it? Well, yeah. And that, there you go. It, it really comes down to personal situation once again. And you probably Absolutely. have people coming to you with this issue, obviously. All the time. But you know what? I have other people. I had someone come in the other day that has $100,000 in credit card debt. How are they not, you know, how come they don't get the bailout? I, I guess they could go declare bankruptcy for some sort of a bailout. But you know what I mean? 
it's it's interesting how uh, you know the stu- the total student out well, geez louise man say that five times fast the sto- the total outstanding student loan debt is approximately 1.6 trillion tony okay so that's a decent amount of dough oh yeah now what's funny is is i've seen these headlines over the last couple of years that say this is the next bubble uh th- 3,000 people are defaulting every day on student loans. Well, that's a dumb statistic because there's almost 50 million people with student loans. So 3,000, even though that sounds like a big number, is not, you know, in comparison to the amount of people. But but the issue is, what about mortgage debt? Any idea how much outstanding mortgage debt there is, Tony? Ooh, I, I, bet, a, I bet a lot. Yeah, it's 10 times bigger. It's oh, $16 sure. trillion. Dollars. Yeah, why don't Credit they forgive debt. that debt? A trillion dollars. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, where, where, do we, where do we stop, you know? Well, actually, paying my mortgage here locally really restricts me from having peace of mind of being able to take risk and explore new things. You know, I, where, where do we start and stop this conversation? Why is it solely student loan debt is the only problem? How, how is it not credit card debt crippling people is a problem? And, and too high of rents is a problem. You know, everything is a problem. Right. You know, and that's that's sad. Yeah, there are a lot of, you know, debt in general is a problem is what you're saying. And that is so true. No, it is. But it goes, you know, I don't want to be mean because there's a lot of people that have bad situations that have to fall into debt. But I have a feeling there's a big percentage of people that are simply irresponsible with their financial decisions that end up in debt. You know, and the, and that's concerning to me because once again, we have to start at a young age. You know, California, where I live here, is like one of like I don't know twelve states that don't teach personal finance classes as mandatory curriculum. And you know what's fascinating about that is there is a direct correlation to our state being one of the worst states with credit scores and credit debt. And you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. Maybe if you started at a younger age instead of teaching people all kinds of weird stuff. And you focused on teaching them practical issues on how to manage debt, what a credit card is, how interest works, how to amortize your loan. You know, if you taught people this stuff, everybody is expected to use finances their whole life. And there is no formal mandated education on any of this stuff. Yeah, that's there isn't. And so if people need help with their finances and managing their debt and making the right decisions, they can come and see you. And you offer that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. So before we go today, let our listeners know more about that. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. So, hey, if you got questions, if you have concerns, if you don't have a retirement plan, if you're wondering how you're going to figure out, you know, dealing with student loans and the things we're talking about today, give me a call. 805-500-7035-805-500-7035. Visit our website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. We're located right smack dab in the middle of Ventura. We're on Victoria Avenue right across the street from uh, the government center. Easy to find. Lots of parking. Free coffee. See? This is a part of people's personal finances. You can come here and get your get your free coffee instead of going to Starbucks. And um, look, you know what? Fired up. You know, I'm excited about this stuff, but I'm also very concerned about it, Tony. That's why we talk about these topics is these are things that impact all of us. And these are things that we need to be thinking about and be concerned about and make good, healthy, informed decisions with. So, hey, we love all our listeners. If you got any uh, reviews, opinions, concerns, please email us, reach out to us. 
Otherwise, we will be back the same time, same place next week, doing the same old thing. So, Tony, thanks for your time and all of our listeners. We super appreciate you, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.